You're listening to Messes to Successes, a behind-the-scenes look at the strategies, tools, and insights that have taken businesses of all sizes from losing to winning with serial business builder Walden Fenster. For a VIP experience with Walden and the Venture Studios team, visit VentureStudios.com slash podcast. There you'll get access to a huge vault of resources, including free business training, consulting, and an inside look at how to grow a successful business. Well, let's get right into it today. I want to build off the last episode where we talked about making sure your marketing strategy has all the elements in place to bring in new customers. And as we've said before, if you're not bringing in new customers, you're just, you're not a business. Uh, We talked about advertising, lead generation, and targeting your core audience. So today I want to dive deep into one specific aspect of the marketing strategy, and that is the website. Okay, you have a lot of expertise in website development. Your first business at age 20 was building websites, right? Well, back before 1995, let's say, Nobody had a website for their business. It just, it was too new. And now it seems like you can't even call yourself a legitimate business without some kind of web presence. Talk about how that change occurred and what it means for business owners now. Man, it's been a wild ride on websites too, because like, man, Google, Google runs the world nowadays. So like mm-hmm. they, they control the SEO and the optimization. They, they control who gets shown and who doesn't. They have their own standards. They have their own like little, they have all their own rules. And if you don't play by the rules, then your website doesn't even show up. So like, but it's like, it's this transition started about 10 years ago, 12 years ago. And like, like we said, one of my first businesses was on the online reputation and like web design side of things. So like we'd step in and back in that day, you could write SEO very easily. You could just drop in some meta tags and meta keywords, which are very simple, like things that just tell Google search engines what that article or what that page is about. And then all of a sudden, you're on page one of Google and you're ranked and it's awesome. And da 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 da. da. And people pay you a lot of money because they didn't understand how it worked. Uh, the transition's been over the stabilization of Google, okay, and how they've created tools around the analytics and tracking and of their search engine and then also every website on the web. Uh, The transition that we've seen most critically is just how businesses have gone from being so centralized in their marketing, being like a a local HVAC person, okay, or a local uh, chiropractor, a local some sort of service provider or retailer, like, before before the big internet like craze they only service their local area okay then the internet comes through websites come through and now you can service clients all over the world the world wide web okay so the big transition that happened in my opinion is actually people wanting to level up their life and make more money in their businesses led to an increase in the amount of businesses out there and people being able to make money pretty much 24 seven and from people all over the world. So people being able to level up their businesses and increase them is what led to the high demand and sense of urgency for websites. The other thing that really grew was search engines. So Google is the number one search engine, hands down. They own the number two search engine, which is YouTube. Okay. So Google and YouTube make up like a, a, it's an astronomical amount of percentages 
out of the overall hundred of all the search engines between Google and YouTube. But as they transitioned and grew and took control over rankings and placements so that if somebody Googled um, Chicago HVAC or whatever, like they want local HVACs to be populated, you know, but then they started creating all these little rules and things around it so that if your website didn't do this, you didn't rank. So it's just been, it's been a slow transition. It's kind of like that lobster pot mentality of like slowly turning up the heat to the lobster to boil them to death. That's what's been happening in the World Wide Web and the tech side of things is we've been seeing all these little things and all these little changes happen over time that's basically made it so that businesses had to evolve from having basically no website to a small like little one to five page website to now having like hundreds of pages on their website just for SEO purposes and relevancy to be ranked in the first one page of Google, you know? So like, it's just been, it's been a slow transition to now being where we're at now where like most website, most people aren't considered relevant unless they have a website. Okay. Well, if you think back 10 or maybe 15 years ago, HTML was still kind of a dark art and the people who understood it and could build websites were treated like, you know, like magicians and they were paid piles of money for this unique skill. When you look back on those websites now, of course, they're appalling compared to what a 14 year old can do with very basic design skills today. You've got Wix and WordPress and all these different hosting sites that, that build really nice looking websites. Okay. But that doesn't mean websites are necessarily better or more effective than they were back then. You can throw all kinds of copy and design elements on a website and it would still be a mess. So two questions come to mind and they are, what role should a website play in a business marketing strategy? And what elements does a website need to have to serve that purpose effectively? So the, the old saying of a confused buyer will never buy. Mm-hmm. That goes back to websites right now is you see so many businesses right now, nowadays that throw everything up there. They have their abouts, their contacts, all of our offices, all of the employees have a different thing. Like all of our services have their own page. Like it's confusing. Most people have like seven nav bars now, you know, so you have a nav bar at the top and a logo and then another nav bar and then you have drop down navs. Like people are confused with these huge ass websites. And confused buyers will never buy. Okay. So the big thing that like businesses need to reevaluate and have a stand a good standpoint on is what their website's even used for. If a website's used to generate sales, you should generate sales. Like your your shop should be your homepage. Like make it as easy as possible. Follow the Amazon's one one-click checkout like uh, methodology so that it's super sane and easy to buy your product. If you're a coach, a consultant, a service-based industry, something like that where you need to book appointments with people, that should be your number one thing to drive people through. And it should take over your whole homepage. It should be, uh, or schedule your appointment here, enter your email address, and now select a time. And like, let them book a time. So like we use a service called Calendly, which is live time like, scheduling. Or people that want to book out time with me can just go to, I think it's venturestudio.com backslash about backslash Walden or something like that. But it's basically my live time calendar sitting right there. So anybody can book out time with me right there. It's linked to my Google calendars so that it will only let people book out time slots that are available. You know, so like 
make it super easy for people to book time if that's your world. You know, if, if mm -hmm. you're selling retail, that should be your number one goal. And basically, like we were talking about just a second ago, as as the world has turned, as as Google has taken over, they've provided analytics and different tracking tools to show you where your website's failing and where it's doing really well at. You know, so like there's there's good perks that came with Google evolving, but there's also a lot of bad perks because it made it like it's not like it's not like one of those things that if you don't have a website, you're going to fail at business and you're never going to get sales. It's not like that. It's just saying with the proper website, with the proper tools, you'll become more effective. So like, and that's just one of those things where you need to evaluate what the business website's even for. You know, this reminds me of a real estate agent I knew years ago who, who put a whole bunch of money into building this great website and a social media presence. Of, you know, at that point, it was just basically Facebook. Um, and the, he expected them to light up his phone immediately. And, and of course, it didn't. And he was so angry that he wasn't seeing results right out of the gate. What was wrong? Talk about his expectations. Well, the expectation is we live in a very instant gratifying world right now. Every, every aspect is instant gratification. It doesn't matter if you're going fast food and, or delivery or whatever, but like, or just service-based world as we live in is I bought it. I want it now. It's not realistic because, and by the time, more than likely Google hadn't even optimized his pages yet. He probably didn't even set up Google tracking, right? <laughs> like there's a, there's a number of things that probably went wrong with this whole situation, but overall it was just like, picking things, like you said earlier, picking things and throwing them against the wall to see what would work with the expectation that, oh yeah, I see other people doing it. So it's gotta be successful and generate leads. More than likely, those people aren't generating leads either. <laughs> so like, it's literally, is it part of your strategy and structure to have a website? Like, I know people that don't need a website, but they still have one because it's relevancy to them and their brand. And it builds credibility to who they are and the services they offer. You know, so they don't have to have one, but they choose to have one because it helps like make them stand out from the crowd, especially because they're nice websites. Mm -hmm. uh, if if I was that doc or if I was that real estate agent, like you, you have to have a whole strategy built. And if a website and Facebook pages aren't part of that strategy, don't waste money on it. You know, but websites are even though a 14 year old kid can crank out a Wix website or a WordPress website nowadays. That doesn't mean that you're getting like a fully functioning up to code and spec website, <laughs> you know, even, mm -hmm. even paying freelancers to do it, you're probably not getting a fully like built out website, you know? And like, that's, it's, it's literally going back to the first question. It's what is the website for? What is the purpose? If, if your marketing strategy aligns with that purpose, great. Like it needs to, <laughs> if it doesn't, it's figuring out how to either change the strategy, which would be a bad idea because you've already isolated where your customers are at and who they are or change your website, which is a better idea because you can hire um, people overseas to do it for $48 an hour, <laughs> you know, or people here in the States that'll do it for 20 to 50, you know, like it's just make the changes to the website that the analytics and the numbers are telling you to do. So like if, if you're not getting leads, you be finding out why you're not getting leads. Is it the, the call to actions are hidden? Maybe the email subscription's not working. Maybe the phone call, maybe the phone number is just like being hidden when it goes to mobile view. Like, like most people think about the website on a computer, but they don't think about what it looks like on a mobile phone. So maybe, maybe when they hit the site design, the mobile phone version of it cuts off the phone number, you know, like there's, there could be a number of things, but 
until you set up the analytics and walk through some of that, you're never really going to know what the numbers are telling you. So the fact that you can build a website pretty simply and inexpensively, or that your 14-year-old can do it, doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be effective in driving traffic to your business, right? Right. So it it needs to align with your strategy, but like more than likely a 14 year old kid's not going to know crap about like the actual marketing and getting sales. Like websites can look pretty and they can do, they, they can be really nice, but if they're not generating sales, what's the point? Or that you have the wrong words on it because it does matter. Right. Wrong words, wrong copy. Wrong call to actions. Maybe they don't even have call to actions. Maybe they're doing pop-ups and ads and all this stuff that getting them blacklisted by Google Chrome. So their website's not even showing up on Chrome. (laughs) You know, like there's all kinds of stuff that a 14 year old kid or the neighbor down the street or some freelancer that just does it on the weekend for a couple extra grand a month. Like they probably aren't up to spec and code for Google. You know, I see so many business websites where the business just talks about itself, how long they've been in business, what kind of services they offer, where they are, who the key players are. But they don't talk about how they solve the problem that the reader wants solved. Yep. Yeah. Confused buyers, man. They will not buy or sign up or do anything. So like, it's literally just addressing that and saying, using sales copy, using like the right design layout and structure, it's walking people down and keeping a very simple path of then going to the outcome that you want and they want without knowing it. So like, it's almost like a inception, you know, you're, you're giving them, you're playing an idea in their head and waiting for them to realize that they need it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's, it's very similar here where you're, you're getting all this traffic, whether whatever is part of your marketing strategy, you're pushing them all to a website or you're all to a sales funnel or whatever. And what happens once they get there? Is it converting? Is it not? Goes back to data analytics. Is, mm-hmm. is the design nice? Yes or no? Is it mobile responsive? Does it have security? Like all these little like checklist items that go into building a website. But at the end of the day, if it's not getting the desired outcome that you want, like you need to keep with it and change it because that like it, it drives me. It makes me very frustrated when I see people uh, like blame websites for not converting or blame this, blame that, blame without even like knowing what's going on or mm-hmm. like it's, just, it's, it's frustrating because like you could change a website, you can get it re-optimized, you can build out new flow. But like, if you, if you are driving the wrong traffic to it, of course it's not going to convert. Or if it's not part of your overall strategy, then don't make it a huge needle mover for you to monitor your website sales, you know, but like, it's there's so many other things that cause businesses to fail other than a highly functioning website. <laughs> you right. know, unless your business is built on the line and the website is your bread and butter, like, and it's failing, then yes, I get it. But like overall, like businesses, like, yeah, you need to have a website, but it doesn't need to be like the, the Ritz Carlton, like, like most badass website out there. What you, what I would say focus more time on is just making sure that the content that's on it, is relevant and is good for people reading it because Google values that higher than fancy websites. Google, like they're, they're bots that scan your website. Can't even like really see how pretty your website is. It doesn't matter to them. What matters to them is the actual words on the page and all the analytics behind the page. How many people are coming there? How many new users, how many people are staying on your page and reading it? All the stuff, the analytics tell the robot that this website is badass because it's up to spec 
It has all the keywords on it. There's lots of people on it. And that's what makes a good website in Google's eyes. And it's not just artificially stuffing the page with keywords either, because you can do that. And they used to do that, but now they'll punish you for it. Four years ago is when that swapped. So like, like I said, boiling a lobster is what Google's been doing. So two years ago, they made it so that, or no, wait, three years ago or four years ago is mobile responsiveness. Like if your website wasn't mobile responsive to a device, you didn't get ranked on the first page. Last year or two years, no, yeah, so two years ago, it was um, the SSL push. So basically now if you don't have an SSL certificate on your site, you aren't relevant, credible, or up to date. So it will not rank oh. you on the first page. Well, that explains some things. <laughs> right. So like as things are going, as Google keeps tweaking and changing things, the big next ones that are coming out are all analytics and tag based. So if you're not using... Google Tag Manager and Google Analytics in your business, you're not going to rank. And that's two new skill sets that a 14-year-old kid definitely doesn't know because <laughs> I know very smart computer people that are just now right. up all that stuff. So, right, the two pages that are the least read on any website are the About Us and the Contact Us. And, like, the companies that build out, like, the crazy, like, visions and missions and philanthropy and giving back and all these things, like, yes, it's great. It's good content. Don't put them in your menu bar, reference them in your blog articles, reference them on mm -hmm. other pages, something like that. But like, don't make it a focus for the, the viewer or the, the lead that is coming to your site to be captured. They want to be captured. Make it easy to be captured. Take away all this other crap off the website that doesn't matter on that landing page and put it other places. Like, Still build it because it's still relevant. Like you said earlier, Chad, it's, it's still your brochure. So back in the day, salespeople carried around their their briefcases and their business cards and their brochures and they went door to door and they walked in offices and did sales. You know, they, and their leave behind was a brochure. Nowadays we send people to a website. It's our brochure. Here's all of it. We leave behind a cookie. So now in marketing world, we can like tag that person. So they see our website and all their ads, <laughs> you know, so mm -hmm. our leave behind it is a cookie nowadays, you know? So like, it's just, the world is transitioning. It's becoming more data centered. It's becoming more tech centered. Um, it's just the old school way of doing things. The psychology is perfect. The psychology works. It's just now evolving the psychology to fit the digital world we live in. You know, so it's it's sticking to the principles that work, just making them optimized and efficient with the tools that we have at our fingertips now. You're listening to Messes to Successes with serial business builder Walden Fenster. Uh, this week, we're talking about your business website, what it needs, and what it doesn't need. <laughs> Ultimately, everything on the website needs to move the visitor toward a decision to do business with you. But, you know, companies fill their websites with information that just really doesn't serve that purpose. What services and consulting do you offer to help businesses optimize their websites, strengthen their web presence, avoid, you know, stupid mistakes, avoid wasting money? So we actually do still carry a, a small handful of tech developers with us right now. So Venture Studio is mostly built on being a mastermind and like consulting company. So we'll step in and either consult businesses on how to launch and how to grow and scale or do turnarounds. A large component of masterminds accountability, consulting, that whole realm of the world is having and making sure that your tech, your systems, your marketing, all of it's squared away and working and functioning. To make sure that we have people on hand that can do that for you, we have teams of people all over the world. Some of them right here in the U.S. We have people in Indonesia, in India, the Philippines, uh, and like I said, all over the U.S. too, kind of scattered through. So like 
what it means is we're able to work on projects 24-7 to try to live up to that instant gratification world. Uh, but we also assign a project manager so that you're always connected to somebody now. So mm-hmm. like, the big thing is we do it all by project scope. So we'll sit down with you. We'll walk through your needs. We'll analyze them. If it's a good fit, then great. We'll have you fill out the intake forms. If it's a bad fit or we don't think that we could help you, we'll make an introduction and refer you to somebody that we think you could work. Very important. Um, So like, we just want to make sure you succeed. We want to make sure you win. We want to make sure that if you do need a website, you get the right website. (laughs) If you do need specific tools on that website, we help you get those tools. But like overall, like the web and tech team is, it's been around for a while. So I've been working with the same guys for about, six years in the outsourced roles the people on state side i've been working with some of them since i first started my first company 10 years ago 12 years ago so thank you so much for joining us on this episode of messes to successes with walden fenster be sure to take a few seconds to share this episode on your favorite social media platform you never know who in your social circles is an entrepreneur just waiting to be discovered And we always appreciate your comments on Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, Let us know how we can make this podcast better. In the meantime, God bless you. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you here next week. You've been listening to Messes to Successes, a podcast by Venture Studios. To get access to resources, including free business training, consulting, and an inside look at growing a business, visit VentureStudio.com. This weekly podcast is produced and hosted by Walden Fenster, directed and edited by Chad Ketcher. Copyright 2019. Be sure to follow us on Facebook or LinkedIn and get new episodes every Wednesday wherever you find podcasts.